the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Hey, welcome to Mess Up Podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. What's shaking? Uh, Ridgecrest Ridge was. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know this by now, we... Uh, do this podcast from the Ridgecrest in your current area, and that is where all the shaking happened right around the 4th and 5th of July. Um, so we are in Earthquake Central here. So my favorite joke for the past week or so has been what's shaken. And uh, all the shows that we had been running before this, we recorded the week before the 4th of July, so we didn't know that there was going to be chaos and pandemonium. So uh, this week when we came back to record our first show in a while, I was like, well, what kind of mess can we talk about? Hmm. The mess that was caused by the earthquakes. Yes, yes. So, um, Christina, you were in town for the earthquakes. You were out of town for the earthquakes. Where were you for the earthquakes? I was at home. And how did that go? Shaky. Shaky. And you're in a mobile. I am. On uh, Jack's. Well, the, the lucky part is the manufactured home that we live in is on what's called a permanent foundation for a manufactured home. Uh, in order for us to get a loan through the VA like we did, they had to come inspect and ensure that we were on a permanent foundation. Oh, nice. So, yes, it's a bunch of jacks, but there's some cement blockage thing stuff yeah. going on. And there's certain qualifications for it to be considered, quote unquote, a permanent foundation for a manufactured home. So it's not like the mobiles in a mobile home park that are just pulled up on the slab and parked. You know, yes, there's a yeah. cement slab underneath them, but... The foundation of the mobile home is still wheels or a couple jacks or whatever right. it is, you know. And so that's definitely not permanent. Yeah. So we were fortunate that our home is placed the way that it is because um, it, it shook like crazy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And um, we had, if you haven't been keeping track of earthquakes, um, on the 4th of July, we had uh, a vaguely a large minor quake in the morning mm -hmm. and then an hour or so later we had a a small major quake uh in the morning it was a six point something so six it was, four it was pretty good you know rattling going on yeah six four was the july 4th yeah, one yeah so we had that one and normally for Silver recovery we have an event called the blow up the parking lot event and i decided that we shouldn't be there people need to be with their families and taking care of stuff, so we, we canceled that event. I was going to change the name to the Shake the Parking Lot Apart event, uh, but either way, we knew the parking lot was going to have problems. Um, so we canceled that, and then uh, Friday, the 5th of July, is when the big one hit, the 7.1 hit. Uh, who was who were you with when that happened? I was with my husband. The boys were outside. Uh, Gage had a friend over, so they were outside with Roman, the little one, uh, cleaning up the yard and doing different things. So I was in the house with my husband sitting on the couch and yeah, we both ran for the TV. Apparently we thought that TV. was the most important thing in the house was the TV. Both of you going for the same one or two oh, yes. separate TVs? No, the same one. Okay. It's the only one that's not wall mounted. The okay. rest of our TVs are all mounted on the wall. So this is the only one that was on okay. a stand. So you're able to save it? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And the first one we didn't have... Much, we have a very minimalistic kind of house. We don't have bookshelves with things on them. We don't have knickknacks anywhere. 
So the most we have are pictures on the walls. And the first one didn't shake anything off. Yeah. Um, my craft room was another story. We yeah, will talk about crafty. that later because yeah, I have so much in my craft room. Um, but when the second earthquake came through, that's things got shaken off the wall. Um, stuff got shaken out of the cabinets. Um, nothing broke. So we're very fortunate. Yeah. Um, we just experienced a lot of shaking and I can handle that because as you drive through town, it's a lot different story. Yeah. Now when, when it was happening, because, uh, again, for those that weren't here, this was a very lengthy earthquake. Not yes. only was it strong, but it, it lasted a good, I, I don't know the exact numbers on it, but it feels like probably half a minute, I don't think is, is unreasonable to say that it was going on that long. Right. It was long. Um, so it gives you time to think. Uh, what was your, your thought process going through that big one with everything shaking? Your boy's outside, you're inside. Yeah, it was funny because the boys were outside during both of them. And me and Bill were inside for both of them. Um, before the second one hit, there was a five that hit. And so I had actually just posted on Facebook, Dear Earth, would you please stop shaking? Uh-huh. Thank you so much. And But that was the shock right before the major earthquake. And so um, we got that little shock, and I was a little rattled. But the second one came through, and... At first, I grabbed the TV, and then it didn't stop. So my concern then turned for the boys outside. You know, this one's a lot worse, you can tell. And I was a lot more rattled. You know, I had a couple tears come to my eyes after it was over, and like, seriously, what the heck? Because there had been four sizable earthquakes in a couple days. And you have overhead power at your house coming in off a pole, or is it underground? Yes. Overhead, okay. Yes, it's overhead. Yeah, so I have underground power, which is really nice because going outside does not pose the same threat as if you've got live wires dancing around, you know, with electricity. Ours is just at the front of the property, I believe. I wasn't so concerned about that. Um, I just had to put my eyes on the boys. Sure. And that was my biggest thing. I wasn't really worried about them getting hurt. I just wanted to see them and make sure that they were fine. Yeah. Because I didn't... I didn't know where they were at. I didn't know we have sea um, vans that have a whole lot of stuff in it, and I know they were moving stuff in and out of those. And um, so I just wanted to make sure they were okay. I had um, for the the July fourth, my mother was at her house, in bed with a broken sacrum. Right. Um, so we've been taking care of her and nursing her uh, for the last week or so, and um, but she was in a place where we could go over and take care of her. She didn't have to be with us necessarily. So she was staying at her house because it made her feel more comfortable. And that's what I wanted her to, you know, be where she felt comfortable. So when that happened, that, that big one on the morning of the fifth, uh, fourth, I went over to her house. And as I was pulling up, my phone is just, you know, I was texting and, and calling my kids to let them know, yeah, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. it you know, we're doing okay. But... I start getting all these texts and I look and it's family from around the country. Hey, I'm looking on TV. I'm seeing fires in Ridgecrest. Are you okay? Right. So I was like, wow, I didn't know it was that bad, you know, going on. Uh, Because you couldn't see a lot of damage and and rubble and whatnot. Uh, So I got my mom and I said, hey, mom, I can't have you here because we're going to have more of these. This, you know, this was the big one, but we're going to have more and I just don't want to worry about you. Um, So let me bring you. So we brought her to my house. And then we were also having a barbecue for our son, who's going to be moving out uh, soon, and had the whole family over on, on the 5th for this barbecue. So everyone's at the house. My daughter, 
my son-in-law, two grandsons, my son, my wife, and my mom and myself were all here. So mom was in the armchair in our house and uh, Bev and the younger grandson were outside doing something. So my son, I look over, he's standing leaning in the kitchen holding two cabinets closed that have all the glassware in it. Uh, the older grandson has had just had um, ACL surgery. So he was on crutches and in a brace because his leg is unusable. So he had gotten himself rapidly to the front door with mom and dad. And I just draped myself over my mom because if something fell, I would rather have it hit me than hit her. And so I just draped myself over her until it stopped. And it was just that thing where it just like kept going. Right. kept going. So you have enough time to check. So I'm draped over my mom and it wouldn't stop. And so I'm looking around, hearing things rattling and, and you know, jingling, looking over at my son, just lean up against the wall. I look at, and I just, so I, I had time to just constantly keep checking and keep checking. Right. And it was, it was almost like watching, you know, that, that train wreck that you know is going to happen and you can't stop it. And you're just like, and it just felt like it started rumbling got a little more, a little more, and it just kept going and it wouldn't right. stop increasing. Yep. So I'm like, at some point, this has to stop or the house has to stop working. Right. One of these two is going to happen. And I was just, I was very, there was a lot of terror going on, but it wasn't panicky terror. It was just a very acute awareness of the situation. Right. And then when it stopped, my wife is an immaculate housekeeper. And I'm sorry right now. I'm going to rat her out. She's not as good as I thought because there was dust everywhere. I thought, holy cow, if there's dust in the air in my house, in my house, that was not just my imagination. That wasn't some bad beans that we just ate for the barbecue. Right. That was something going on. Right. So I noticed that. And then we got out. Now, afterwards, what did you do when it all stopped? What was your approach to life um i don't know i just we sat down and watched the news for a little bit okay to see you know what was we, going on and we got i wasn't sure if it was going to keep on happening and with with my mom i was like okay so after it stopped as soon as it stopped and, and got settled i told my kids to get out in the front yard i checked on on uh, bev and the boy had everyone get out there and i told my mom i said this is going to hurt like crazy but i have to get you out of the house so I picked her up out of the chair, put her into the wheelchair, and just pushed her out into the lawn. And then we slowly started, I would just, I came in and I said, okay, I need to get this. So I got our, our go bags that we had packed the day before. Um, I grabbed water, put them out there so that we could have some stuff. And we camped out on the lawn for a day on the front yard because I wasn't sure about the integrity of the house. We lost some brickwork on the front. Yeah. Um, and... I also knew that if something happened, I didn't want to have to try to move my mom again. Right. Um, and I found out that it was my kids, their first real big earthquake. They'd always been out of town, even though they've lived in Ridgecrest basically most of their lives. Right. They'd never experienced anything this large. Well, none of us experienced anything I was gonna that say, large. Um, but even like a five, um, they had not experienced before. Yeah. Uh, so they were pretty bugged out. Can I just say I'm from Arizona. The earth doesn't shake there. So I, uh, was completely new to me. Never gone through. Is this the through. first one you've really felt? Yeah. Oh, really? Ever. Okay. So you haven't felt We don't else. have this happen. Oh my heavens. Like, 
We tease. There's there's no major stuff that happens in Arizona. Well, it just gets oven hot. But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. And so it it didn't affect me so much. Now I'm just kind of waiting for the next one to happen, you know, because you can still feel the fours running through. Yes. Um, threes, no. Twos, no's. I don't anyway. Yeah. But the fours, when they get up to four and a half and stuff like that, yeah. then you can still feel it. There was another good one just last night. And mm-hmm. as we're recording this, this is July 21st. Yeah. So we are, you know, two weeks post and still feeling well, some the, pretty good ones. They say, they being Lucy, the specialist. Oh, the specialist that comes. Uh, the tech. seismologist, right? Yeah. Uh, that two to three years yeah. is going to be our norm for the next couple years that um, there will be continued fours and even fives potentially for the yeah. next two to three years. So it's just something that you just kind of got to get used to. Yeah. And, um, so I just kind of, I, I put that in my mindset that expect some shaking, expect to feel them, expect to, Hey, did you feel that? Yeah. Um, because there's literally been thousands of quakes here. Yes. Um, the, I like Tens to, of thousands. I like to go to the USGS website that shows the active quakes throughout the world. And it used to just be when, right when the quakes were happening, it was all California. That's all you could see was just right around us, just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of earthquakes happening. And now you can see that the rest of the world experiences them too, because California's only got, you know, I don't know, a, a very small fraction of what we were. I couldn't tell you how many a day, but it's a small fraction compared to what it was after the first. Yeah. We were getting thousands a day. Yeah. Right afterwards. And now we're down into uh, tens or maybe even hundreds. A right. Day. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, I, I can tell you this. Uh, it, it's made a mess of things for me just in my mind. And one of the things that I just realized that it made a mess of, I forgot to tell the people what the word of the week is. <laughs> you did. Uh, so our word of the week this week uh, is a fun word that I like to use. It's cogent. Um, and the word cogent means that it's um, uh, pertinent or relevant or um, like uh, if, if I look up here on, on, on Webster, it says appealing forcibly to the mind or reason. Uh, but I always think about, you know, like having a cogent thought, something that's really relevant or pertinent and, and, and makes sense with it. So um, I like to be cogent in these times and uh, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but right now, I think we'll we'll throw it to the uh, the song of the week. Take a little break, catch our breath, come back and talk. Our song of the week is uh, suggested to us by uh, Christina in California, who would be the lady sitting like right across chick. the street, <laughs> the street, right across the table from She's me. She's pretty awesome. Um, and uh, she suggested this song. That's a great song. It's the band I Am They. If you have not listened to I Am They, check them out. I just love everything they do. But this is a song that you uh, may have heard. It's called Scars, so we will be back to talk about it after the break. But right now, this is I Am They with Scars. Because my brokenness brought me to you. And these wounds are a story you'll use. So I'm thankful for the scars. Because without them, I Tell 
in this because uh, my brokenness brought me to you and these wounds are a story you'll use I love 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 those because that's exactly what brought me to Jesus I was in a very broken time in my life and um, I was drinking heavily I was in a bad place and it is through that brokenness that I found Jesus not that he was lost but you know right um and these wounds are a story you'll use, and he's definitely used my brokenness to help others. And um, there are scars in my life that'll never go away, but he's healed them to the point where they're no longer open wounds; that they are just the scars. And I love this song. Yeah, it's the thing. <laughs> it, it, this is one of those songs that doesn't make sense until you understand it. Right. Just on the the. The surface, like, well, I'm thankful for the scars. Mm-hmm. No, no, hurt, it was bleeding, it was owie, and you know, it took a while to heal. No, I, I don't want that. And until I had my life crumble and then start to build again, not rebuild, because rebuild, I kind of says going back to what it was to, to <clears throat> build it new from that crumble. Um, I'm able to point back at those things and say, you know what? Was it easier when I had a job that paid me, you know, sixty thousand dollars a year instead of a job that cost me money to do? Absolutely, it was. It was much easier. But was life better? No, no. Life was a mess. I didn't realize it. And when I got out, I thought I want to get my stuff back. I want to get my job back. I want to get my. I, want, I don't want any of that stuff back. We've talked about this so many times, but this song just says it so perfectly, and. I think that in here, you know, it talks about finding victory. And that's what I'm trying to find is not victory with a big V, but the victory in this moment. What is, what is the victory in this? I might not be winning an entire war and, and everything is done and now we're, you know, into a time of peace. But what's the victory I get out of this? Where can I say all right, here's my lesson. Here's where I'm moving forward. Here's how I'm a little bit better because of what has happened and not wasting that that episode, making it, it work for me, turning the mess into a message. Right. Uh, so I think this is, a, this is a great theme song for us. Uh, and this really came, I, I saw your face, so I was going to go somewhere different, so I'm going to give you yours. Now, I was just thinking how this applies to people who have lost everything in the quake. Oh. There are... So many people. Yay! You know, one thing I I don't realize I live in Inukern, which is about 15, 20 minutes outside of Ridgecrest. And so 
I have five acres out there. There's not a lot of people around me. Um, so I don't get a, a viewpoint of much, put it that way. Whereas you drive into town and you start to look around and some places look just fine where other places there are signs of damage and then other places are completely red tagged and, and not able to be inhabited. Right. And so my heart starts to ache for those people and wondering how are they going to rebuild? Because a lot of the red tagged homes are mobiles. Yeah. And so those people didn't have a whole lot to begin with. And so what little they did have has now been taken from them through this natural disaster. And so how do they start to build anew and, and work through things and use the, the, um, resources that are available to them right. and jump through, I'm sure all the red tape that Lots there is. Oops, I have a friend who's got a red tag mobile yeah, and he's living at his brother-in-law's house now with his, uh, adult daughter. And, uh, it's, it's a mess. I mean, it's, it's a problem. And, um, my wife was telling me that, that uh, night of the fifth out on the, um, lawn there, we were, we were talking and she said, you know, you always see people after some sort of a disaster and they're like, well, yeah, you know, they, their home is in ruins. Like, yeah, we lost everything, but at least I've got my family and I'm, I'm glad. And she's like, she never understood that. Right. And I was like, yeah, you know, I get that a little bit, but yeah, but, but your stuff, you know, but when it was happening, the only thing I cared about was my family. Right. Just wanted to get my, and my family's good and I might've lost some stuff. But honestly, I'm a hoarder and I could stand to lose some stuff. Now, I did go back in and start getting stuff that I didn't want to lose or have to replace. Right. And it, it was interesting to see what those things were. Yeah. Um, you want to guess at what some of my stuff? My coffee plants. You're so I funny. grabbed my coffee plants and took them outside with me. Because... I'm like, we really worked hard on these coffee plants. Babies, I didn't want to lose right. I, I, I grabbed one King's jersey uh, to have because I knew I, I wouldn't be able to get them all, but I, I wanted to have one. So I grabbed one King's sweater. I grabbed my autographed King's puck and, and hockey stick and a couple of just little memorabilia type things that I would not be able to, to replace with the same ability. But it really boiled down to, you know, all right, what can you, you know, the, the box with the, you know, important papers, the, the uh, birth certificates and whatnot, but it doesn't matter. Most of the stuff doesn't matter. It's the people right. that matter. Absolutely. And, and the stories that we get from this, you know, like you said, driving around town, my, my grandsons were terrified and their mom, my daughter was terrified. And so it's hard for her to calm them down when she's shaken too. So I spent a right. lot of time with them. And on the 6th, I went over to their house and I said, look, you know, they were out living in a tent on the front yard. And I said, let's just go, uh, you know, there's a couple of restaurants that have opened up. Let's go get a soda. And so they said, okay, that's a good idea. So I got them out. And then as I was driving, I thought, you know what? Let's go drive around town and see how much damage there isn't. Because there are some places that have been hit heavily. Right. But for the most part... It's not nearly as bad as it could have been. Absolutely. Uh, because we have small structures, right. vaguely new structures. <clears throat> right. So the problem areas are areas that weren't done properly. So there's one fence line going for about a quarter of a mile that half of the fence didn't get filled with concrete. They filled the bottom half, they stopped. The top half of that came down. Well, that was just poor construction. Right. 
but the houses behind it are good. You know, there's a couple buildings that have some broken glass, but mostly there's not, it's, it's not the pandemonium that I think you might have seen might. around the country looking on the news. It wasn't martial law and... Or that you might expect. Yeah. You know, had it been uh, in L.A. City. Yeah, or yeah, with tall like buildings. That. I mean, right. our city hall is three mm-hmm. stories tall, but most of our residences are single story, mm-hmm. you know, houses. Right. And so it makes it better. And like I said, in my neighborhood, all the power runs underline. So we didn't have to worry about power lines falling and whatnot. Uh, but it's still the mental toll... Right. Is where I was. And my mess wasn't in my house. Uh, very little breakage. My mess was in my brain. And I found myself trying to stay calm for an 85-year-old woman with broken sacrum. Right. I found myself being calm for my wife, for my grandkids, for my son, for my daughter, for my son-in-law, trying to be the, the voice of reason. And I went outside and our neighbors are worked up and then I've got people coming from CR to come see us and and they're in tears. And so I was just trying to be this strong face. Right. And Bev was trying to do the same thing because we had our grandkids when Kristen went back to work, we were watching our grandsons during the day. And so we're both trying to do this. And we had um a minor incident happen and it was just the breaking point for Bev. And she just fell apart and, and just all the emotions started coming out a week or so later. I haven't had that yet. You know, I can still feel it. But when I went back to the prison for the first time, I was trying to write a simple word on the whiteboard and I couldn't spell it. And it was like, there's like a six letter word or something like right. that. And the guy's like, you're pretty messed up from this earthquake, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I am. I can feel it. I'm just not, I'm not stable. You know, I don't feel settled and secure. I just feel very on edge. And I still feel that that tension. Mm-hmm. And so trying to find a way to let that out has been very important. And I can see different people have done it in different ways. Um, our first night back um, in a group that we're in, one of the people said, oh, you know what? I actually kind of liked the earthquakes. And that was how they were letting it out was right. by not being concerned. But then other people who were got really like offended, like, you know, this is destroying my life. And, and there's this in between it's difficult. And what might settle another person might unsettle someone else. Right. I've been coming up every time I talk to someone, what's shaking? You know, it's just, that's just my thing. I joke about it a little bit. Right. Um, but I haven't found the way. Did you do anything to, release stress? See, I'm one of those that just, me and my husband are both very non-reactive people, I think. So well, we looked at each other and we're like, okay, what's the most, you know, what's the thing that's got our attention the most? Oh, it's the TV. Let's grab the TV and make sure we don't lose it. But we weren't, you know, I got a little emotional afterwards because that's, that's a big deal. You know, when you're like, oh my gosh, that's, that's a lot emotionally. But at the end, I, I left for a week. I had planned to go to Arizona but, but anyway. Yeah, you weren't leaving. It was, no, it was, a, I had, pre- it was yeah. a pre-planned thing. I was leaving on Saturday anyway. So I was nervous leaving because I didn't want to leave my husband and my dogs. But on the other hand, I think it was good to get away because I got to clear my head. I didn't feel the aftershocks for a week. I got to put my feet on solid ground for a little bit kind mm-hmm. of deal. And so... When I come back, I'm still kind of like when I feel things shaking, I'm, you know, I, I tense for a minute. Right. Which 
I, I don't know who isn't going to. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, my I head just sideways really, and listen. Yeah, I, I listen to see what do I hear rattling in the house, and do I need to go save something? And predominantly, most of our stuff is still down. Right. You know, we haven't put a lot of the glass stuff back up. Right. And and one of the things that I saw because there's been a lot of chatter on the Ridgecrest Facebook pages about the earthquake, obviously, but is honoring those people as they go through it, how they're going to go through it. Yes. Just because I'm okay and I'm not really reactive to it. I've got a friend who's got earthquake sickness. So she's going through a lot of vertigo. She's going through uh, yes. being nauseous a lot. Oh my she's gosh. Physically, she's got a lot of symptoms that she's experiencing. And at first she's like, am I crazy? And I was like, no, you've got earthquake sickness. And she's like, I have what? I could she's barely like, walk on yeah. that Friday night. I was trying to go through it. And it was like, it was like being on a boat. It was. I, I experienced that right after the big one hit. I was like, okay, I don't have footing. Um, but this is, you know, a couple of weeks later and she's still feeling the effects uh, of the earthquake. And, um, but she didn't know anything about earthquake sickness. So I was like, Google it. Like, dude, it's real. Like, you're not crazy. She, Cause she really felt like I'm crazy in my head. Like, why is this? And, but those are really, those are real expressions of a, an event that we went through. So honoring people as they walk through their experience in their own way, in their own manner, in their own time, and not judging them because they're reacting differently than you is something I think is most important that anybody can do for anybody in any sort of circumstance is yes. not have your own self expectations portrayed onto another person. Yeah. It's, you know, when I was looking at my, my daughter, you know, we moved back into the house after a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent, we spent one night on the lawn and then we came back and we slept in the living room so we could, you know, get out faster if we needed to. But then we just slowly moved back. And now my mom's back at her house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took longer for my daughter. But that wasn't something I could just go and say, hey, look, you need to suck it up and get in your house. Right. She's got a fear of this. There's no way to placate a fear because it's fear. Right. And I could tell her, you know, well, God says fear not. Yeah. I wasn't afraid of, of you know... Whatever, you know, I know if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I would just rather have it not be with my house on top of me. You know, I just didn't want to go through that if I didn't have to. Right. And, um, you know, I look at it as uh, extreme caution, right. not fear, um, perhaps terror. Um, but you're not going to be able to rationalize that away. Right. It's just, it, and it's, it's futile to do that. It just, it hurts people uh-huh. and people need to be able to go through this and work through it. And Eventually, that mess becomes a message of healing, and it becomes a scar that we have that we can point back to and look, we did this. I was super proud of how our community came together. I was every time I saw our mayor on TV, she was like just this little beacon of hope, yeah. and 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 it was great. I was like, yes, that's what we need, and it was it was that kind of thing. And I hate that. You know, disasters bring people together. Mm-hmm. We'll grow apart. Right. We, we might have already grown apart uh, considerably because we don't have that, that fear blocking. You know, it, the, the, the fear that everyone had took precedence over their uh, biases against a person because they had a problem with them at work or, you know, whatever else. It was just like we... Right now we're in survival mode and survival mode gets rid of a lot of the nonsense. 
I'm glad we don't live in that, but it'd be nice if we could get rid of the nonsense without having to have terror scare it out of us. Right. I agree. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking at your message out of this, Mm -hmm. what's the message that you're taking away from this mess of an earthquake? Do you have one yet or is it too close? Um, I don't know. I think for me, maybe it's just keep my eyes open and not forgetting those that are suffering that have actually incurred a life altering event. I didn't, you know, it altered my life for a very short time emotionally, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't damaged in a grand scale, but there are those people that are still utilizing the community center for, you know, safety for a place to sleep, that sort of thing. You know, it's just not forgetting to be kind wherever I go because I don't know what the next person next to me is, is feeling. I'm not one of those that is going to go rush out and volunteer in 50,000 different ways. Um, I just, that's not my personality. I will help the person next to me if I know that they are in need, but I'm not a, you know, go save the world type of person. So for me, it's on a smaller scheme. You know, when you run into somebody at the store, you know, smiling and saying, Hey, how are you? Or something like that is going to be where I can make a difference. Yeah. For me, my, my message is that, um, we don't know what the day holds. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought, I thought July 5th, that the big earthquake was behind me. Right. I, I didn't think that there was going to be a bigger one. And well, there was. Right. <laughs> uh, And so I don't know what it's going to be like. And I don't want to have to be afraid that I'm going to lose someone to love them. I want to be able to show that love to them as if a bigger one just happened. And I want to have that ability to to love and care and and be concerned for their needs, like you said. Let them struggle in their way and and struggle with them without the fear of death over our heads. I I just, I, I don't want to miss out on those opportunities to show love, especially to my family, you know, for sure. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. We, uh, I think we got a good one here. Um, we are going to be coming back, uh, hopefully very soon with, uh, Mayor Breeden with the chief of police, uh, Judd McLaughlin and, uh, with our, uh, a, a guy, um, who's my pastor, um, works with a group called city serve that brought some, uh, products and, and supplies into town, um, to do stuff. So we're going to talk to them about how they're turning this mess into a message uh, on those fronts. But thanks for listening to us and giving us a chance to, uh, to vent. I listened to the, the episode right after the earthquake and I was telling everybody to send in fireworks pictures and whatnot. And we were just all happy because we didn't know what was ahead of us. Right. And I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. So um, if this is our last show, thanks for listening. We love you. And if it's not, we can't wait to talk to you again next week. Uh, if you want to help support the show, uh, we would love to have your support, and you can do that in a number of ways. The easiest way is to go onto iTunes or wherever you're listening to this show and give us a rating because people will be able to find the show and more listeners will be able to, to tune in and, and get the same benefit and, and enjoyment that you're getting out of it by your rating, by your review. So if you write a review, if you leave a rating, uh, we really appreciate that. Thanks a bunch for doing that. Also, if you want to be able to participate financially supporting us like so many of you do, you can go to patreon.com slash mess it up, or you can just go to our website, mess it up podcast.com and look on the, uh, the bottom left-hand side of the screen. There's a little button there that says 
become a patron. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us. And you think, well, what does a dollar a month do? A dollar a month is a dollar a month. And if 100 people give a dollar, that's $100 a month that goes into the ministry so that we can keep uh, producing the show and, and doing this because we love doing it and your financial help uh, really is a great benefit to us as well. So share the show with people. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, we're on the internet. You can check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, on uh, Twitter. We're there. We're on, uh, on Reddit. We've got a little subreddit that you can talk about at Messed Up Ministries. Where else are we? I don't know. What about email? Do we have email? We do have email. Tell them about the email, young lady. If you want to reach me, it is bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. If you'd like to reach me, I am bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. If you'd like to reach intern Dave, you can email info at messituppodcast.com. And right now, it is intern Dave's birthday. Today, July 21st, he just had a birthday. So send him an email, tell him happy birthday, maybe a picture of yourself. Um, by the way, we would love to see where people are listening to us. Um, so if you put that uh, picture of yourself on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram uh, with the hashtag mess it up, we can uh, find you. And uh, we just love to see all your smiling faces and uh, welcome to the community. So thanks for helping us get through this mess of an earthquake. That's right. And we will see you next time we mess it up. I was like, the next time we do what? <laughs> Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.